Whether you're new to the resilience industry or a seasoned old pro like me, we all have one thing in common. We have a brand, an industry profile. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how growing your brand can improve your career. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 as the Resilience Think Tank presents the Resilient Journey podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hoffman, and today I'm joined by one of the hottest names in resilience, Lisa Jones. In addition to being one of the managing partners of the Resilience Think Tank, Lisa is a popular conference speaker, a frequent webinar host, chapter lead for the BCI US, and she sits on the editorial advisory board for DRJ. I chat with Lisa about the value of growing your profile, how to break into presenting at conferences, and the boost that it can bring to your career. The Resilient Journey is now ad-free, so be sure to give some love to the Resilience Think Tank. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mark. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing better now. (laughs) I mentioned to our partners in the Think Tank that they didn't know who my guest was this week, and I told them that I have like an industry icon, right? I mean, I often tell my guess that they're a rising star in the industry, but no, I mean, you're full on industry icon right now. Like you're in demand. I'm just happy to, to have you here. <laughs> well, I appreciate the the time that we have, you know, Mark, I'll always make time for you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So other than your work on the think tank, what are you doing professionally right now? So currently I am doing some consulting. Uh, so I've been doing consulting for the past, uh, let's say about three years now to be three years. Um, but that's what I'm currently doing. You know, I started out in in healthcare on the provider side and on the payer side, um, went through a uh, transition to distribution and manufacturing and now through my consult through consulting and this is not independent consulting but through a consulting company uh, I'm doing uh, I've been doing consulting with on a major project for the past three years yeah that's what I'm doing yeah professionally. No, I, and, and, <laughs> and you would be a, a good consultant and uh, your your clients and the company are are lucky to have you so let's talk about your industry profile because that's what we want to focus on today a little bit of branding and and promoting yourself in the industry for the purpose of your own success. And we don't mean that selfishly, right? We talked about this a a minute ago where, you know, we're both fairly prominent in the industry. Um, And so what we want to do is we want to share our tips and our techniques and our success with other people to, to try to help them to be successful too. So from an industry profile You've recently spoken at a number of conferences. You're doing a bunch of webinars, um, podcasts. I know you have a key role with BCI. Mm-hmm. And I think you have a key role with DRJ too, right? Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. So currently I am the chapter leader for BCI USA. I've been, this is my second term. And uh, actually I roll off that board this year. Um, and now I'm on the uh, DRJ editorial advisory board. So that's a very important board that helps shape the conferences. So that is something fairly new uh, that I'm that I'm doing. So walk me through how you got into this position and how you've raised your visibility. Like, how did you develop this prominence in the industry? So I, I must say that this was not something that independently something that I pursued myself. I I must say that if it wasn't for people that saw things in me that 
felt uh, inspired me or encouraged me to do the things that I, I'm doing. Um, I don't, I think eventually I would have gotten there, but the fact that uh, someone else saw that in me. So that's why I feel it's very important when you talk about mentorship, encouraging others. Uh, that's one thing that I strive to do. Um, but that's how I got into this whole presentation thing. Uh, from I worked for an organization, wanted to go to a conference, didn't have the budget to go. And my manager actually suggested, he said, if you can speak at a conference or present at a conference, at least that part will be paid for and we will uh, supplement the travel. And I was like, wow. So basically you're saying <laughs> I have to work for my dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yet, in this, and I was nervous, you know, doing the learning how to submit, how do you submit presentations to a, when they set a call for papers, you know, how do you actually uh, massage information that you normally give to your leadership, but you're giving it to a broad audience. It's very different. Um, but going through that process and, and having to do my first presentation, it really was First of all, it was eye-opening. It was mm -hmm. exhilarating. And the fact that uh, attending the conference really just, uh, it, it was energizing for me. Yeah. Let me let me jump in here with something because um, I hadn't necessarily planned on, on talking to you about presenting at conferences, but it's a really interesting point. And it really does raise that profile. I've always been in favor of encouraging people to get up and speak at conferences everybody's got a voice mm -hmm. and everybody's got a story and everybody has a certain level of expertise that they can uh, share with our, our peers. So for folks who are listening right now who have never spoken at a conference and who might be thinking, oh, I could never do that. What's your advice to them? My, well, the first thing I say is what are you doing in your organization? Think about the things that you present uh, within your organization. Um, I know for me, it was really a transition from those quarterly meetings that I would have to put together for that audience and just taking it to a broader perspective. Also, when you attend conferences or listen to webinars and you hear what people talk about, I'm sure everyone has a spin on the latest trends. Uh, an example could be Let's say you hear a webinar about operational resilience and people talk about how they're implementing that in their program. And then you realize that I'm doing the same thing. Guess what? I'm doing something different. If you have a take on something and uh, if it sounds different than what others are talking about, by all means, find a way, an avenue to get that out. You can, even if you start with just writing a small little blog, posting on LinkedIn, see what happens. Or if you have people... Uh, some type of leadership or colleague who does this type of thing, like the think tank, <laughs> we will gladly help you, uh, you know, raise your, you know, raise the bar, raise your brand. And that's what we're here for. I mean, one of the things we talk about is the fact that, like you said, everyone has a voice. If you're in this industry, you have a take on how you do things. And why not share that with everyone else? Because what I've learned is that there are many people that may be struggling with the same issue, many people that have a, a different take on an issue that you may have. And those are the, one of the things that I love about going to conferences is the, the whole networking piece, um, understanding what others do, when it, whether it's a software product and people say, oh, well, I use this software and I did this, or 
I did, or, you know, I'm struggling with this uh, ISO standard. How did you implement it? Those things are, are valuable. So I think, so like I said, everyone has a voice um, and everyone has an, should have an opportunity to share that. I really like that. And I think there's a common misconception where people think that the speaker uh, at a conference is the smartest person in the room. And if you go into a speaking engagement thinking that, you are apt to be tripped up. Um, I think a better approach is to say, I have a story or I have a message to share. doesn't make me the smartest person in the room, but on this topic, I have a certain degree of confidence and I'm willing to share it. And I think that's a huge difference, right? Yes. I mean, Mark, you're not the smartest person in the room. I am shocked. <laughs> well, I can tell you today for this 30 minutes, I'm not the smartest person in the room. And I love that. And I said that when I started the podcast a year and a half ago, I said that I wanted to have people on who were smarter at different things than me, because it, it takes all the pressure off of me. <laughs> I don't have to be smart. I just have to ask questions. There you go. So um, it, it's really interesting. The other thing, last thing on, on speaking, I would encourage people, if you're interested in speaking, reach out to us yes. and maybe we can do something collaboratively where the first time in, you don't have to worry about handling everything together. I I wanted to definitely make that point. One of the first times, really one of the first times that I actually presented was with on a panel, someone else or speaking with someone else. I mean, it, it, like you said, it does take the pressure off for you. Something about being collaborative is always appealing to me um, because it's not a singular voice and you can provide and can provide an avenue for new speakers, people who don't want to present by themselves. That gives them the feel of what how it feels to put presentations together and talk in, in, in front of a bigger audience. Yeah, and we always need new speakers. We always need new voices. So I would really encourage that. This prominence in the industry, uh, other than everybody, you know, clamoring after you to come speak. Oh, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Come speak at my conference. <laughs> other than that, how has it helped your career? You know what? It was, and it's funny because I never thought about presenting as a way to increase my profile or help my career. I mean, like I said, the reason that I did it was just to be able to attend a conference. Um, mm -hmm. why I, uh, shined, I think it's just, it's part of my personality, part of my DNA. The thing that I love to do is, you know, just give back to our industry. It's helped me tremendously and how, what's the best way for me to give back to my industry is by, you know, presenting is by volunteering, being on a board, uh, you know, using my voice where I can. Um, and because I've had those opportunities, why not take advantage of it? Um, as far as my career and as far as being prominent, I don't consider myself or still or think of myself that way. Yet I understand this is the role that I that I've been placed in. So I'm very cognizant of that. I'm very appreciative of that. Um, so I say that this I say that to say um I'm humbled that people uh, look towards me as a as a thought leader, and this is this is why I'm so passionate about bringing others along. I mean, again, I'm just one voice in a in a in a sea of many, 
um, who've been able to use my platform, if, if that's what you want to call it, or my brand. Yeah. Uh, but and that's, but I'm looking forward to bringing others along with me. And that's why the Resilience Think Tank is such a good, uh, use the word platform again for you, because it's consistent with our values there. We, we talk about the, the confidence that we gain after speaking at a conference and then turning around and then having to present back within our own organization. There's a certain higher degree of confidence that comes from that. Uh, because you've been out and among uh, the your peers in the industry, now maybe you can have a little bit more influence within your company. Exactly. Yeah. But there, but there's another piece to this too. When it's time for a new job, mm-hmm. it certainly doesn't hurt the resume to say, "Hey, I spoke at this conference or that conference or whatever." It doesn't hurt at all, and I will say that some of the the past few positions that I. Uh, attained was because of it. Literally uh, at a conference, presented at a conference, and someone said, I really like what you said. I really want to keep in touch with you. Um, Would you consider a new position? Or would you consider, you know, leaving your organization? And you get intrigued. Mm. It's it's flattering enough. Um, But to put yourself out there, it attracts that type of uh, feedback. It attracts that those, those type of opportunities. Um, so yeah, anytime you can elevate your platform, why not? So everything that we're talking about here really falls under branding. And we all do have our own personal brands, whether we work for uh, a company as an employee or or we're doing consulting or or whatever. Other than speaking at conferences, what are some other things to remember when it comes to building your brand in the industry? Well, the key, I think the key thing uh, for building your brand is truly your integrity and being true to yourself. Uh, There's nothing worse than, you know, a a negative brand is still a brand as well as a positive brand is still a brand. So the way people see you uh, is very important. So how do you control it? It's not necessarily controlling it, but the closer that you are to your your most uh, positive self or uh, your most authentic self uh, is what your brand will look like. Um, So I will say the key for me has always been uh, my integrity. Uh, You know, the way people, the way I move into the the way I move in the world uh, is what I want people to see and understand as far as elevating my brand or, or being relevant, whether it's through social media, whether it's through, uh, again, being a part of the resilience think tank. This is a whole, this is another thing that's helping not only my brand, but others uh, to uh, express themselves through our resilience community. But yeah, really, you know, being authentic and people know when you're authentic or not. Um, that's the one thing that I always strive for. I know people and that you can tell, let's, let's be honest, <laughs> a certain <laughs> brand, you'd be like, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> we won't point those people out right now though <laughs> well no 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 we won't but, it's, but no we have pictures in our mind but it it's really interesting because when you think about your brand and your profile in the industry and social media is such a big part of everyone's life right now i tend to think of myself as always on camera if you will right so i don't want to go uh, all negative on a on a Twitter feed, yeah. Or start 
harassing someone or or whatever, because to me, that kind of stuff does have negative impact on my brand. I, I don't know how you feel it, about yeah, that. It definitely does. I mean, it's, you can debate people, and it's not about debating. I mean, you can have a spin. Again, there's a way to do things um, that we all know. And I think through COVID or I don't know, the rise of social media, it's been so easy to yeah. be negative. But again, the way that you are in the world should reflect in everything you do. There, there's no reason or why would you hide behind something like a social media? Because people can look you up. Let's just, it's, you, you, you're not uh, invisible. Right. So if, if, if my brand is to say, my, if, if my mission in life is to say, you know, I am part of this industry, I want to make this industry better. Every way that I do that should be reflective of all the things that I do. You, you talked about how enjoyable it is to go to conferences and that networking. Talk about the value of building your network when it comes to raising your professional profile. Oh my gosh, it's huge. First of all, um, it it has two benefits. One, not only just building your building your your uh, your brand and building and elevating you within our industry. The second part of that is that you learn more from others. I, I get so much from networking. Um, whether it's, it's always the same that, you know, when, when business continuity people, professionals get together and we start talking about certain issues or challenges, it, we get these aha moments because we say, we're not crazy. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> right. else is experiencing that same thing. Because, you know, within our organizations, again, most of the times we're the only ones that are, the, you know, the teams of one that are focused on our programs and and how we have to, you know, articulate that to, to non-business continuity people who are, have other things to do. So when we come up with these challenges and we think that we're, we're very we're very siloed in that regard because we're the only, we'll tend to be the only one in our, in our organizations that's doing that type of work. But right. when we go to these conferences and we talk to others, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the same thing that you're doing. Or, oh boy, I'm not crazy. Or, oh my goodness, this is, this is wonderful. And, and that's the one thing I love about our industry is that sense of community, uh, the sense of community that we have uh, through our profession. I really like that. And you're on LinkedIn a lot. And um, let's talk about how using a tool like LinkedIn can help, obviously, with the networking, but also with building profile. Yeah, again, uh, social media, just in general, and I tend to stick to just LinkedIn and Twitter. I don't have any, I don't have time for everything. Let's, let's be honest. I do not want to be on a tactics. TikTok is my- <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. I think you would be massively popular on, on the TikTok. Or I would just embarrass my children a lot. <laughs> e- either way, it's win-win. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but th- just think about it. Where do, uh, if you look at how people are hired, the first place they'll look is, is LinkedIn. You know, recruiting managers, that's where they, hiring managers, that's where the first place they'll look is your profile on LinkedIn. So, you can leverage that to the best of your ability. I mean, again, even if you just, whether it's posting an article and commenting, whether you see one of your 
colleagues post something and just give a, you know, give a reply or a comment. Uh, that's how you elevate your brand. I love that. Let's talk about content because you say, okay, well, that's fine. You want me to do stuff on LinkedIn, but what do I write about? Do you have a specific strategy about content on LinkedIn? Honestly, I have to say that I do not. But what I try to do, I try to give a, a different spin on some of our trendy topics, trendier topics uh, that everyone else is speaking, is talking about. I try to stay away from the very, uh, let's say, political parts of it. So, you know, I don't know why, but as professionals, we debate about BIAs for why. <laughs> it's, right. it's almost like a hot topic. It's like, oh, my God, who's talking about BIAs? What are you doing? And it... it I don't know why that is, but regardless of that, um, for me, it's all about, I, I try to focus more on uh, strategic things, leadership things. I think those are some of the things that professionals, we tend to miss or we don't tend to focus on as much. We get so caught up in uh, the procedures of 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 our, uh, of our industry. But what about those soft skills that we mm don't think about. We don't tend to put spotlight on that. Or what about some of the things we do as people? You know, we are people first. Uh, why not talk about that? So those are the type of things that I like to talk about when I post things or content. Um, those touchy-feely things that probably <laughs> you wouldn't put with business continuity. But in, in, in all regards, that's one of the things that we as professionals or when we're planning, we have to tie together the tactical stuff as well as the touchy-feely stuff because we're talking about people, you know, the right. management of people, the continuity of people. One of the things that I have a hard time knowing is what's going to resonate with people. Um, and I think some of that softer skill stuff is is really good. Let me ask your opinion on something here. So how important is original content versus sort of regurgitating something that maybe somebody else just talked about whether it might be, oh, I heard this guest on a podcast. Now I'm going to have that same guest on a podcast. Or I've seen this article written by someone. Now I'm going to write almost the same article. We need to be original here, don't we? We do need to be original. What I will say for those actual guests or people that write the article, that helps them elevate their brand. If everyone else wants to hear what they have to say on their platform, that's a plus for that person. But I do think uh, originality is key. Um, and that's where I think some of us fall short. It doesn't elevate our industry. Um, I don't think it elevates the industry. But I, what I will say is that original content is key. If you have a if you have a different take on something, even if you're just trying to spark a conversation, yeah. something as simple as just asking a question, like, listen, guys, your community, you know, I have a question about this. Um, professionals in our industry are so willing to give their <laughs> to give their opinion, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it is, yes. <laughs> sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it <laughs> not so much. But yeah, original content is key. If you can, if you can stick with that, you're golden. At the Resilience Think Tank, we're always looking for <clears throat> new voices. And we're looking for new opinions and. In this quarter, at the time of the recording, we're asking people to talk about leadership and resilience. So for someone who wants to get a little bit of exposure, 
maybe they're not quite ready to write a full-on article, they could respond to things uh, like what we throw out at the Resilience Think Tank, right? Oh, exactly. We would love to hear your feedback on any of the questions or topics that we have. The thing we encourage is for new voices, not even just new voices, but everyone. Again, everyone has a has has a voice within our industry. Right. Um, and to think that you and so that's something we want to truly encourage uh, with our community. And one other thing uh, along those lines, if someone who is listening has an article bubbling up inside them, something they want to write, but they don't know where to have it published. And I'll use air quotes around published, uh, particularly around online. And they want some exposure to it. Send it to us. You know, there's a, there's a good chance that we would be willing to put that on our website and, and publish it, giving full credit to the author on that. And uh, we, we love, again, to develop that new talent or again, like you said, doesn't even have to be new talent, but uh, just giving that voice to anyone who wants a voice at the table. Yes. And also, if you have questions about, you know, how do you present, reach out to us. If you have if you have an idea that you want us to talk about, reach out to us. Uh, we're very open um, and we take all feedback. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. That's that's really good. All right, Lisa, there might be a person or two out there in the resilience world who does not uh, have you in their contact list. So what's the best way for people to connect with you? So either find me on LinkedIn. I'm there. Uh, Unfortunately, because my name is Lisa Jones, it might be hard to find me. But believe me, I'm sure people find me all the time. If that if you can't find me that way, uh, please reach out to the Resilience Think Tank and connect with me there. Yeah. And look for the Lisa Jones. Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> the Lisa Jones. <laughs> Lisa, I appreciate you. You know, uh, I'm so fond of you and I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Do I have the best job in the world? I Some days I think so. And it was uh, sure a lot of fun to spend some time with my friend Lisa Jones and talk about ways that we can improve our industry profile and benefit our careers by doing it. Thanks to the Resilience Think Tank for sponsoring the Resilient Journey podcast. Be sure to check out uh, resiliencethinktank.com to learn more about the work we're doing over there. We have another great guest uh, next week, so join us, won't you, as we continue our resilient journey.